listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Wednesday show for you. We're going to talk about tomorrow's podcast guest, my weekly guest tomorrow. It's a good one. We are going to also discuss the ramifications from Monday night's episode in regards to the Sydney and Maria stuff. There is being, There are things being posted on social media. We're going to talk about, we're also going to discuss Daisy and her dominance in the Instagram follower world this season. It's getting crazy. Got an update on the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party just in 24 hours. More bookings. And then we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules last night, episode number two of season 11. Lots to talk about today. We'll get to that momentarily. So right off the bat, starting with this, talked about it yesterday. Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party, June 7th at the Venetian Hotel on the Strip. I said I had 40 spots available yesterday. Now I'm down to 30. I had 10 more people confirmed just yesterday purchased either their flights and showed me their flight itinerary or purchased their hotel rooms. We're only down to about 30 spots left, and there's still four months to go. So I suggest if you're interested in attending, it's just a fun get-together. It's a thank you to my listeners and my readers for all the support for all these years. I cover everything. I throw the party Beer and wine bar, open your beer and wine bar all night, food as well. We got six appetizers this year. We've got pizzas. We got chicken quesadillas. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to have like five of everything. Okay, maybe not five of everything, but we're going to have plenty of food there. So if you are SVP'd, please come on a full stomach. I mean, on an empty stomach. What am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, we're down to 30 spots. So if you're interested, email me at steve at realitysteve.com and book a flight or a hotel room as soon as you can. So I want to talk about something that I didn't I brought up in yesterday's open but I did not get to and that was Lexi's three-part stories on her Instagram post and Instagram feed about her journey with endometriosis. I put it out on my Instagram stories but they are on her feed if you're interested in hearing more about her endometriosis journey. Just go to Lexi Colette Young. That is her Instagram handle. And you can watch it yourself because it's pretty much already gone from my Instagram stories. But it is really, really interesting. As a guy who doesn't obviously know much about, I, I you know, obviously have heard the term endometriosis. She really dives into what it is, what she had to deal with, how big of a struggle it was. My God, she shared pictures of it. I mean, it was a very vulnerable post. And I appreciate the fact that she did it. And I know a lot of people have as well and have reached out to her and said thank you for sharing this because it is something that you know there's a stigma attached to it and you know she's a young woman who I you know I don't even know I I think based on what I heard her say that it doesn't mean you can never have kids but it's going to be very difficult to conceive so to come out and say that in your 20s and announce that to everybody that's not something I'm guessing that she took very lightly so if you want to see it, just go to Lexi Colette Young on her Instagram feed to check that out. So, obviously, the biggest story from Monday was the Sydney and Maria <clears throat> feud that's been going on. And, you know, my take was, look, something is not adding up. The math ain't mathing to me. What Sydney is saying in her ITMs is way too extreme for what we're being shown about what Maria did. And it's not adding up to me, and I don't understand it. And 
I don't know if you know this, but the contestants on this show, when they do do podcasts and when they do do interviews, even when the season is over, technically you are not allowed to talk about what isn't shown on TV. You're only allowed to comment on what the viewer saw because if you start commenting about things that aren't shown on TV, you're almost giving away show secrets. And look, people in the past have absolutely done interviews where they said, well, you didn't see this. And it's just literally a case-by-case basis of whether or not this show just decides to go after that contestant for breaking their contract because you're not supposed to do it. So there are different ways now where you can go and basically say things and kind of have the audience read between the lines. And when we had Jill Chin on the podcast a few weeks ago, she said, I'm friends with Sydney from this season because they're both from Rhode Island area. Ashley I also knows Sydney. Did you see what Ashley I posted on her Instagram stories on Monday night? It was during the show. It was Ashley I, Sydney, and Jill together. And Ashley I posted, please be kind to our friend at Sid underscore, underscore Gord. Sometimes you just have to have been there to understand why people made the moves they did. Which, if you read between the lines, that's clearly saying production is leaving stuff on the editing room floor when it comes to this Maria and Sydney fight. You can sit here and say, well, that's her friends. So they're just trying to stick up for her. They wouldn't do that if everything was on the up and up. And yeah, I've been hearing rumblings, but again, it's nothing I can prove because I don't have footage of what actually happened. And the second I start saying the things that I'm hearing that was possibly left on the editing room floor, it's going to turn into, why are you making everyone turn against Maria? I mean, that's what it is, because the stuff that I'm hearing is about things that Maria did that hasn't been shown. But the second I run with it, it's going to turn into, you hate Maria, you want everyone to come down on her, you said she was the villain, and that's why you want to get it out there to make sure she's the No, it has nothing to do with that. When I said Maria was the villain two months ago, I made it perfectly clear. I said, I have no idea what she says. I have no idea what she does. I have no idea how it's going to be shown. What I am telling you is in the vocabulary of this show and how they show what a quote-unquote villain is, Maria is the one this season because, and I specifically said, she is the one that the other girls have an issue with. And that has not changed. So what's being shown? I've even said it for the last two weeks. What is being shown? I'm like, what has Maria done here? Like, I've defended Maria. And I'm the guy that said she's this season's villain. And I'm defending what is being shown is not villainous behavior. It's not. And what Sydney is saying is not matching up with what is being shown. Well, you put two and two together and you start to realize you know, you can say what you want about Ashley, I, and Jill. I, I think I'm – when I interviewed Jill, uh, there isn't somebody that uh, – there was nothing about her that was remotely problematic. And you could say, again, she's just sticking up for her friend. But it's clear that Sydney has told Ashley, I, and Jill what really happened and what is not being shown. And that's what's frustrating because Sydney also took to a TikTok and – without naming names, was clearly talking about what happened to her on the show this season, you know? And the, and that's the thing. It absolutely sucks because she's not going to be allowed to specifically say. She can't talk in specifics, so she's talking in generalities, as Ashley I 
is talking in generalities for her, saying, hey, you have to have been there to understand why people make the moves that they did. So she's basically saying, Sydney said and did these things because blank. But you weren't there, you didn't see it, and they're not showing it. So I don't know. That's where it's left. That's where we're going to continue. Hopefully, after Sydney gets eliminated next week, this just dies down, and we'll see Maria's behavior after Sydney leaves. And we'll just take it from there. But I'm not going to waste too much time trying to dissect something when I know stuff is being left out. Period. It's being left out. I don't know why. I'm sure people will draw their own conclusions and say, oh, they must be protecting her because they want Maria to be the Bachelorette. Hell if I know. We're, we're, we're two or three weeks away from the Bachelorette being announced, maybe a month or so. Probably by beginning of March, we're going to have an idea and they will and they will announce it. But I have no idea if they're going that route. There's definitely some good candidates this season. Maria finished in the top four. We know outside of two Bachelorette seasons, everybody who's been the Bachelorette outside of Hannah Brown and Katie Thurston finished in the top four of their season. So just on that alone, Maria is a candidate. Whether or not she will be, who knows? Time will tell. But this is a story, and I don't know if stuff's going to get out later, if more stuff's going to leak or whatever, but I'll keep you updated. Um, Like I said, I've only heard things, and I can't prove it, so there's no reason to go there. One of the big stories is what the the rise of Daisy in the social media world this season is unlike anything we've seen in almost five years. She is absolutely taking off on her Instagram followers, and on Monday's episode, she was barely in it. She had one scene with Joey where she asked him, do you want to touch it? And he said, I want to touch all of it all the time. No, I'm kidding. He didn't say that. But it was her showing him her cochlear implant, he got to see the whole thing and said, you know, and she said, you know, this is what makes me different. And he's like, no, it's not what makes you different. It's what makes you special. So she is blowing up on Instagram and Bachelor Data did a post about this. And we're going to go over it. First off, we w- I want to talk about the troll. Daisy posted a picture, I think it was yesterday, of her at the mansion the day uh, the pay- KFC was there for the pool party. And it was just her. I don't even remember what the caption was. The caption was like five words. You know what? Let me pull it up real quick so I don't misquote her. But literally, it's just a picture of Daisy holding a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket with chicken in it and says, what makes you smile? And then there's four pictures in it, three of them from the pool party, and um, the fourth picture is a text conversation she had with somebody. looks like a friend where the friend said, hey, remember when we used to just eat the skin from KFC chicken? And Daisy says, I'm dying, yes. Oh, the fond memories, for real. Zand Milans would get so mad at us. That was it. So just, I mean, about as innocent as you can get. Three pictures of her from the show, one with her holding a KFC bucket. Yet somebody took the time out of their day to look at that picture and then go write this underneath it. Stop bringing up your cochlear implant at every opportunity. God damn, we get it. Now, of course, that person that wrote that has an egg or has a, you know, doesn't have a picture as their default picture. We can't see what they look like. And the screen name of that person is username 94562. So pretty much what you'd expect from a loser like that to leave a comment like that. Like, She's doing absolutely nothing wrong. Every single one of her posts is either talking about 
how she was managing her cochlear implant while being on this show or just talking about her cochlear implant in general. She's doing nothing wrong. What is wrong with people? They're the pro- people with the problem, you know? And save all your, oh, you're just saying that because your niece is best friends with her sister. Bullshit. If it was anybody else, I'd be saying the same exact thing. I don't understand the hate that she's getting for literally just talking about, like, she was an influencer before the show ever started. If you're upset because they cast an influencer on the show, that's your problem. Then don't watch the show because all this show is is people who were influencers that want to continue it or want to be influencers. So to just single out Daisy and not dislike anybody else when every single one of these women on this season are going to take advantage of opportunities that they are given post-show, there's no reason to jump down her throat. And to say, like, quit talking about your cochlear implant, goddamn, we get it. What a horrible, horrible existence that person must live. Seriously. Who who thinks to say that to somebody who's not even promoting her cochlear implant in that particular picture? Not even talking about it. Just a picture with her holding a bucket of chicken. Unreal. Anyway, Bachelor Data said that Daisy is the first contestant to hit 200,000 followers before the finale since Katie Thurston's season and the fastest contestant to 200,000 since Peter Weber's season in 2020. And this doesn't include leads. This is just contestants. And when you look at it, when you look at how fast she's growing, again, if you are if you don't like Daisy, you probably won't just want to mute this for the next couple minutes. I, I don't know why this would get you so mad, but I know it is because you have such a hate boner for her. But it's kind of amazing because not only is she getting this many followers, She's growing so far ahead of the second place follower, which right now is Maria, who's got like 57,000. Daisy's almost four times as much as the second person. Granted, she's only one of two people that have had a one-on-one date. But when you look at it, people are resonating with Daisy's story. And there's nothing wrong with that. If all you do is complain that all this show does is focus on bullshit stories and drama in the house, why don't they ever promote good people... Why don't they ever promote the love stories? Yet You saw Daisy's one-on-one date. Joey is enamored with her. Then we get a little bit of their connection last uh, Monday night in the date, and, and people are upset that she's, like, resonating with America. This is, like, what you want. You people that bitch about we don't get love stories on this show and the show doesn't care, uh, they're giving you one this season. But because it's someone you don't like, then you just dismiss it? It doesn't make any sense. You're... Being completely irrational, but that's toxic vaccination, I guess. So charity season. No one even hit 200,000 followers during her season or even a week after. You realize we're 16 days in and Daisy's already at 200,000 followers. She had 20,000 when the show started on January 22nd. And here we are on February 7th. She's over 200,000. Zach's season. Katie. Katie Bigger, the winner, hit 200,000 two days after the finale. So 11 episodes had to air before the winner ended up getting 200,000 followers. Gabby was the only other person that season that got 200,000. Gabby and Rachel's season. Eric was the only contestant to hit 200,000 followers, and that happened two days after the finale. Clayton's season. Gabby, Rachel, and Susie all hit 200,000 the night of the finale. Michelle's season. Nate, only contestant to hit 200,000, and it happened the morning after the finale. 
Katie's season. Blake Moynes hit 200,000 after episode six, but he also had 139,000 going into the premiere because, remember, he had already been on Tasha and Claire's season. Greg hit it after episode six. Michael hit it after Hometowns. Matt's season. Abigail got to 200,000 after episode four. So basically, Daisy has beaten her by a week. And it looks like, I mean, look, if Gabigail, Abigail hit 200,000 followers after episode four and Daisy is now at 200,000 after episode three, it clearly shows that an underdog story, a story, a story that has some positivity to it resonates with the audience. I didn't think anyone was going to, I don't think I was ever going to be surprised that Daisy was going to be well-liked by the audience this year. It's just happening at an astronomical clip that we haven't seen in so long. On Tasha's season, Ben Smith, after episode nine, got to 200,000 followers. Zach got there the day after the finale. And Peter's season, Hannah Ann and Maddie after episode one, but Hannah Ann had 34,000 followers before going on the show. Um, Daisy was at 20 before going on the show. Victoria Fuller got it after episode four. Victoria P. after episode five. Kelly and McKenna got it after episode six. Kelsey Weir got it after episode 10. That was just a different time we were living in pre pre-COVID about how many followers these people got. But I mean, looking at that, it is unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, that's crazy. And there's nothing wrong with people really liking Daisy's story. She's clearly someone that people want to root for. She's an underdog. We see it not even in reality TV. We see it in sports all the time. People want to root for the underdog. It's why March Madness is the best sporting event of the year. Because when the upstart schools from the mid-majors beat the Blue Bloods, people get excited. They like the underdog story because nobody gave them a chance. There's nothing wrong with liking an underdog story, and that's what Daisy is. And people seem to like it. I don't know why people are getting so upset that she's getting followers. Something wrong with you, not with Daisy. And finally, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules Episode 2 last night. My thoughts on it. The first thing that popped into my head when I was watching the episode and they ended up talking about it like five minutes later, I wrote it down in my notes, is Ariana and Tom, why aren't they selling this house? I cannot believe these two are still living together after everything they've been through. And I got my answer. It's because I guess they both co-signed it, so they both have to come to an agreement on what they're going to sell. And Tom wants to just buy Ariana out, which I don't agree with whatsoever. He's the one that ruined everything. So why should he get the house? I totally agree with Ariana there. And if these two are never going to be in the same room together and can never have a civil conversation, is this thing ever going to get sold? I don't even know. It doesn't sound like it because these two are never going to be able to agree on anything. She absolutely hates the guy and for good reason. In the episode last night, we got the commercial. We knew this show was coming, but now it's they're showing previews for it. This show called The Valley which is going to be about, it's a spinoff of Vanderpump Rules with Jax and Brittany and a couple other people that, you know, because I'm not a 10-year watcher of Vanderpump Rules, I only know them by name. And I know who Jax and Brittany are. I know at one point there was a, you know, a cheating past there, but they've apparently since moved past that, and now they're going to be doing a show called The Valley where they're going to follow these people around that live in the Valley in California and just document their lives because they're all, like, married with kids now and not the life that they once led when they were on Vanderpump. So, great. Another show with more people that I I don't know, but at least if I sign on from the beginning and I watch that from episode one, I'm not going to have ten seasons that I need to get caught up on, you know? So, I'll definitely watch it and give it a chance. Because I didn't watch 
10 seasons of Vanderpump Rules and just got on board during the reunion episodes last season. That was my introduction to James' new girlfriend, Allie. And obviously this season they've bought, I guess, a new house. I didn't know where they lived before that. I'm assuming some sort of apartment. And however, last night I find out that Allie has her own business in astrology. Oh, God. I wanted to like her so bad. I really, I really did. She seems like a nice girl. Very pretty. Seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. Not going to get involved in this drama. Loyal to the women on this show. Hates Sandoval. Like, checking all the boxes, Allie. And then I find out you got a fucking astrology business. And you're reading people's birth charts. <sighs> I'm just going to have to <laughs> pretend that I never saw that or heard that. I hope that last night and her reading... Um, her reading Tom, um, what the hell is his name? <laughs> Tom Schwartz's birth chart. Let's just let's just hope that that's the last time they focus on Allie's job this season. Let's just have her be a loyal friend to the women. Let's have her be a good girlfriend to James. Let's hope James doesn't cheat on her. And let's leave it at that. As for James Kennedy... Again, I'm a newbie to all this. I've read the stories. I kind of know his past. But to me, <laughs> is James Kennedy not the best character on this show? He is, right? Like, he's funny. I love his one-liners. I love his sense of humor. I think he's hilarious. Yes, I'm very well aware that just a few seasons ago, the guy was about as problematic as you can get. I totally understand this. But this James Kennedy that I saw in the reunion show and that I see right now is fucking hilarious. And I love it. I love him as a character. I want to be friends with him. <laughs> he's, I just think he's funny. Call me crazy. I know, I know he hasn't always been a good guy. I get that. I'm not condoning whatever he did in the past. Apparently there was a lot of drug use and drinking and cheating. Totally get that. I don't condone that. What I condone is the James Kennedy that seemingly has turned his life around. So I'd be really bummed if this season or next season, you know, he falls off the wagon or something, or him and Allie uh, get in a fight and they leave each other. Look, I know that James was also with Rachel, Raquel, uh, last season. They were they dated for a while, right? Or They were they were engaged, weren't they? So, yeah, it is, the whole thing is weird. I get it. But this James, I could watch. Can, can he get his own spinoff? Can we get the James Kennedy show? Because I'd watch it. I think he's just, come. I think he is just comedy personified. He's great. More James Kennedy, please. Just leave out the birth charts and the astrology charts from his relationship with Allie. I, I, I don't need that. And then after it ended, of course, I watched the thirty minutes of Watch What Happens Live, which is basically. If crack were a TV show, I mean, that's what that show is. It is just, I said it last week and I'll probably say it every week that I watch it. It is, there's just so much going on in a span of 30 minutes and they're just bouncing off walls, asking questions. That whole thing, that first segment of work, the polls where I'm assuming the show is live. It's watch what happens live. So it's live and they're asking a question. You know, do you agree with 
the way Schwartz and Sandoval's comment, you know, conversation went. And it's like you just put the question up and we're seeing the results in real time and we maybe get five seconds of results. Like <laughs> it's just so bizarre. And then they got all these games and polls and questions and just it's 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 if you had a plate of crack and said, turn this into a TV show, that plate of crack would be watch what happens live. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts, rate and review. You got to hit play now. It's not good enough for it to download into your feed. You got to hit play. So if you miss a day, please go back and hit play. I'd really appreciate it. It certainly helps my podcast. Um, the Sports Daily is coming up in an hour from now. My reader emails coming up in two hours from now. Some good questions in the reader emails this week. I had close to about 20 reader emails, so you're going to have that to look at. I'm also going to repost in my column today. Lexi's three posts from her Instagram feed on endometriosis. Also going to post that Bachelor Data feed post that she did on where everyone is after three weeks in terms of followers and growth and stuff like that. So check that out in the column coming up in a couple hours. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.